0: Hello and welcome to This Week at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Eric. And we're going to be trying to figure out what your favorite scary movie is. That's right. We're talking about Scream 6 and the Scream franchise. I just probably destroyed my vocal cords there mm. for no apparent reason. No, it was uh, worth it. it, was, it, was worth it. You know, my wife doesn't think it was worth it. She's got some questions. Uh but we're just going to dive right in. We're looking at uh, the biggest release of the week this week was Scream 6. We get this lovable group back together, including Scream 4's Kirby Reed, played by Hayden Panettiere. They're now in New York City, and you know what? They're in college, because uh, this entire uh, extension of the franchise has merely been trying to redo the original films and hope that no one notices and (laughs) makes some pithy comments about it. So we do indeed get some pithy comments. We get some reductive discussion about the nature of film franchises and uh, a lot of different cinematic things, a couple of good shots across the bow, of people that use letterboxed, um, and some other fun things. But in the midst of that, we do get some pretty cool uh, killer sequences. Uh, we get some very creative sequences. There's a sequence on a subway that was one of my favorite things. I think I've seen in in any of the. F- films um any of the scream films i thought that was that was pretty neat um they definitely upped the body count something they were looking for here and then we get a third act reveal that happened eric i thought this uh, for me it was an improvement uh over scream 5 um which i'm sure we'll get to when we talk about the rest of the franchise which i did not love uh this is the first film in the franchise without nev campbell uh, but Courtney Cox is there. Hayden Panettiere is there. Um, I thought it was better than the last one. I'm going to give it a mild thumbs up, but I wasn't in love with it as many as some other people. And I think you actually liked it quite a bit more than me. Um,
1: I sort of, I sort of did. I, I'm a, I am I'm, a huge fan of this franchise. Scream 4 was actually the first horror movie that I went out of my way to spend money to see in theaters. Um, I I was older. I just hadn't been like going to see scary movies. And so I had never seen scream one, two or three. And like that kind of sucked me in. And so my interest in the franchise comes from, I think a little bit of, of a different place, but what I'm always expecting from it is a balance between self like commentary on the horror genre and love for the horror genre. And this feels like the commentary on the horror genre is like sound bites, not really written into the story, but the love for the horror genre is there from the opening. Just the casting of Samara weaving is one of the most clever things I think about the movie. And, um, you know, that was probably be, you know, these guys
0: directed ready or not, which if you haven't seen
1: it, you Mm -hmm. should go see it. You should. And, you know, that's probably the closest I'll get to a spoiler when it comes to this, but it just like, I will say there are so many twists and turns in this that it's funny. I've been thinking about you commented, the body count is bigger. And I've been trying to think like, is it because of some things that we can't really talk about, but, um, people are, people are durable and, um, you know,
0: yeah, you. I mean, there's suspension of disbelief, and then you know, there's whatever it takes to believe that uh, Chad and Mindy are still fine.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned them. I wasn't sure whether I was going to mention them, but it's like, come on, like, and and clearly, you know, these characters are your Randy, and one of the things that people still talk to Jamie Kennedy about to this day is why oh, why did Randy have to die? And there's you know, the blatant commentary of. Being out in the open with a scary van nearby is exactly how my uncle died. And like, I I don't know. Like, I really like these characters. I don't need them trying to hammer themselves into this core four thing, like that joke between them. I don't care how much they roll their eyes and try and be self-aware. I'm like, that joke is just flat for me. But I like that core four characters. For one, I I will never get over enjoying the technicality that she's Sam Loomis, like from Halloween.
0: Yeah. and (laughs) You know, they really, quite honestly, after two films, I'm tired of them. The connection to to Billy Loomis, either they're doing something with it or they aren't. And to this point, they seems like there's no intention other than we can it'll be cool we'll get Ski Ulrich to pop up a few times and try to watermark his face so people don't realize it's been 30 years
1: yeah it that that doesn't work for me it didn't work for me in five it didn't work for me in this um i i like the idea of a character a lead because sydney prescott is one of my favorite she's like my favorite whether whether you call it a final girl or whatever you call it, like it leads scream in a horror franchise, a scream queen, just because of the the durability and the willingness to pack a punch. And I think this is a good sort of evolution of that to have a lead that is constantly, well, I have to defend myself. I have to kill. I have to be what a killer is. So how far am I going to go down that road? Absolutely fascinating to me. And I like the idea that other people are calling her a killer and she doesn't know, and she's trying to have a life, but she can't really. And all of this stuff they handle with a little bit more sensitivity and it's a little more believable than I think. I I felt like Scream 5 was a little more melodramatic with that stuff, a little more heavy-handed. And I don't know. I'm actually talking more... (laughs) Then I think this movie gave me to chew on. Like I, I, I think, like you said, they went to college in Scream Two, so they went to college in Scream Six,
0: which they even call out at one point. Right? Like they're they're trying to be meta. I, I've wondered. I, I think the two the pair that directs are doing an okay job. Yeah. Um, the opening for this one was very creative. And one of the most fascinating openings I've seen, I actually liked, uh, I was kind of on the fence about the newbie characters, um, but I think it was just the overall construction of Scream 5. But they really coalesce in the middle of this. I, I was even interested in Jen Ortega and Mesa Gooding's potential budding romance mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, I liked that core four. I actually thought it was kind of a cute That didn't hit me as the same way it did to you with the core four. I was kind of almost buying into that. I could for could have accepted um, that we, you know, probably aren't going to see Nev Campbell again. And I thought maybe we would not see Courtney Cox again, although they left that incredibly ambiguous at the end. I'm not sure I bought into Kirby Reed, FBI agent. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that was a, it was, a sure. it was believable when they were doing something with her character towards the end. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe, but... Uh. I liked the
0: um, attack in the apartment and, and that escape. I thought there was some good tension there. I really loved the subway sequence. That entire subway sequence worked and that had some of the humor and it baked in there and some of the tension. That was really good. The The final, to me, the two biggest flame outs of these movies have been the the final killer reel and and final stabbing act it was incredibly painful in scream 5 it was more disappointing i'll agree with you It was more just disappointing and and weird um in this one
1: well, and overall which... i just the one thumb up for me also i guess yeah you.
0: it's better than five but I, i'm going to be curious to see where it lands in your franchise rankings or which we're going to do in well, a minute because i'll
1: just say real quick these are the right directors for this franchise i think not they... the right writers
0: yes that's what i was thinking too if they've had the same two writers which are not the directors for five and six and the problems and the trying to get too cutesy and trying to make these meta comments on film that just aren't working it's like they don't totally understand what kevin williamson was doing and that's the critique i've seen most commonly even from people that liked it or like this would be better if kevin williamson was there or somebody else that was not trying to show their work quite as yeah. much maybe
1: well I, you know that that key thing they brought up luke skywalker again in this movie they, they keep acting like scream was supposed to be some kind of commentary on film discourse and film fans at large and i get that randy in scream 2 went to film class so they mentioned more movies but the rules are in fandom for horror and, and it's like,
0: for classic horror, it, yeah, see, scream was incredibly creative in the way that it took a, the slasher genre and created the new wave slasher genre. You know, the original slasher genre, as we talked about when we did Halloween, they had kind of these, uh they didn't call them morality codes, but that was certainly how it played out. And he, you know, the heroine was the person that avoided and eschewed risky behavior. Wasn't, you know, with their boyfriend wasn't doing drugs wasn't drinking was just doing doing their job that's how you survived and it wasn't just halloween it was prom night it was friday the 13th it was all of them kind of follow that same and what made scream clever at the time was going into a well-worn path with these well-worn character archetypes and saying we don't need these rules anymore right. but i to me the new scream talks about like rules and franchise but it doesn't really do anything new in that standpoint and it doesn't do anything with them or add to the discourse Mm -hmm. so that was us it you know we ended up i think you can probably tell this is like a fence for me it was like three out of five the mild thumbs Mm -hmm. up there were things i really liked they're still Problems for me. That's why I'm going to be curious. I know where I have them ranked, where you're going to rank them. So, as we go through here, we are going to turn to uh, the portion of the show where we're looking at the entire Scream franchise. So, here we have some, uh, we have just a fun uh, placeholder slide. So, I will go first uh, and I will give mine. So, um, I'm going to start at the bottom. Uh, there are six films total and number six for me is scream three which still just i'm not entirely sure what they were trying to do it's sad because uh, of the age that i am that was the first one that i got to see during its original theatrical run i've seen scream on the big screen since when they brought it back Um, but i remember i was in high school when scream came out i watched it at home and mm-hmm. I watched Scream 2. I was a senior in high school when it came out. And Scream 3 was like my second year of college. And I was hyped. I'm like, I get to see one in the theater. And I will never forget that disappointment. Which was closely followed up by number five for me, which is Scream 5 from 2022. I think when I originally rated it, I gave it like two and a half stars. After rewatching it, I actually lowered it. Because the third act made me even more... Uh, frustrated uh i actually have scream six at next up at number four um i thought it was an improvement but i it did not crack the top three for me scream four is at number three for me um i enjoyed that one um i know not everyone loved it i thought it had some clever plot things i i thought it worked uh number two is scream two and then the original one is number one for me
1: that's i i think we're gonna be strikingly similar uh scream 3 uh for all uh, that works in it uh, ultimately the, the motivation with the villain and the the forced kind of trilogy thing like i i can enjoy a lot about scream 3 one thing that i won't get over is when i finally got into the franchise i'm watching one and it, it all feels borderline genius the way that it's dealing with its you know the writing and the, the actions of the characters and all that kind of stuff is coming together. Two, holds up pretty well. Not sure how I feel about the ending. And then three, the gas leak kill is one of the dumbest things. And that, having a moment that is one of the dumbest things I've seen a character do on screen is a reason that Scream 3 is my bottom. this number six. And Scream 5 is the other one. And I'm sorry to say this, but it's Dewey. Uh, The movie, that movie actually might be the bottom for me. I go back and forth because you, you don't have a five movie franchise about the concept that when you think a villain is dead, they're not dead. And then have one of your lead characters, who's a police officer, who's been trying to earn, you know, survival for four movies go up and just like wait and pause in front of someone and maybe try to take the mask off and like hesitate and like just they killed this character by making him act dumb after five movies and then they hung all of the emotional weight of sydney and the other characters on that death that didn't feel earned and so i didn't feel like i I, nothing about that movie worked to me nothing well
0: they they had no idea what to do with the legacy characters in that movie because i I almost liked it better when they just didn't even try to have ingratiate sydney in this one i mean yeah gail's always going to be a reporter or whatever that's that's fine i don't really feel like i totally need her they almost tried to make her like a mother role in this one which didn't work for me at all but in five they didn't know what to do with any of the legacy characters they were just there
1: And, the yeah, that notion that, like, I felt really bad because I really love the character, Sydney Prescott, but her just being like, I'm going to take my family and just get as far away from this mess as possible. Great. Which (laughs) makes
0: you wonder about, like, a year prior when she's like, I'm going to abandon my family and go back to my hometown and see if I can get stabbed again for no apparent reason.
1: Yeah, so... So, yeah, that and and you put on top of that, this idea that you're supposed to buy into the motivation of characters who are just like angry film nerds online. And it's like, okay, so the the idea, I don't know, I, I go for eight years. Okay, so it's actually, I'm going to flip it. Scream 5, my bottom. Scream 3, right above that. Uh, and then I'm going to say, oh, this is hard. Uh... See, Scream 2 and 4 and 6 all have their ups and downs. And I really appreciated, like, the feel of being in New York in this one. And they're just... The, the, the core thing that I think is going to make me put Scream 6 in my number 4 slot is gonna be that just the whole idea of it being attached to the family from scream either lean into that. I think from the beginning and let those people be up in the air and the whole idea is, well, we know in the past family comes for revenge and that's a horror rule. So you let there be tension with that and build into that. It's
0: almost just leaning on. If you recall, they, they were totally trying to snipe scream too without Entirely sniping Scream 2, and that's where yeah. there were just too many times that I got annoyed by that.
1: And I yeah, I don't want I like I feel I feel bad because I always feel like it's like we're gonna talk about it and that might spoil things for people. But it is Sunday, you know, the opening weekend has come. I feel like we're not being too specific about it. If you're it, watching so... this show,
0: you pretty well know that we're gonna talk about these movies. Yeah,
1: so um, so I'm I'm gonna put Scream six there, but I really think these are these are. Uh, sometimes interchangeable. Then I'm gonna put Scream 2. Uh and I think that the problems of Scream 2, like they readily admit to where the the people who ended up being the killers in that movie weren't even originally intended to be the killers. They were bit at by the internet and had to change focus halfway through. And it kind of feels like somewhat unfocused. And it just a character that's there in the background for half of the movie is suddenly very important. But there are some amazing set pieces and visuals in that one that i really enjoy um but then i have to put scream for not just because it was my introduction to the franchise it's the first time i saw all of this but i do think characters were being played against type like you you would think of um i I forget her name but she ends up being the killer as the next emma Emma roberts's character yes
0: Lillia roberts niece
1: yeah, and um, like Kirby as being you know a toe to toe film nerd that is, that is atypical for what you'd expect. Like, I really enjoy her character, and I was really glad to see her back.
0: And even if they did make her preposterously an FBI agent,
1: yeah, and so I can see how for some people the fourth movie ends up being kind of like a just trying to reboot the first movie and trying to wink at it and kind of failing and doing this and everything looks like it has Vaseline all over it. And yes, I understand that too. But, but like that set piece with Alison Bree and just like so many moments, everything is a little bit vicious. Everything is a little bit humorous. And the, I buy the motivations of those villains more than any of the villains in the movies have ranked below it. Like, the there's just something about like Billy Loomis's mom and about like, like Richie's family that is just like, how do you not know they exist in the middle of like a whirlwind of media storm after the death of somebody like, I don't know, whatever. So that leaves scream one for my top one. So one, four, two, six, three, five.
0: Yeah. Pretty close. Just, just flipped a couple. I, you know, I, I probably like Scream 2 more than some people because of my age. Mm. This I will be honest, I part of me wondered <clears throat> I don't know if you remember when uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi came out. All the people that kind of grew up with the Star Wars with Star Wars in the 70s and the 80s were sort of cheesed off um, mm. at The Last Jedi a lot of people didn't like the that's where it was really split with the older fans and younger fans last Jedi ends up being like my favorite star wars movie mm-hmm. um but that's the one that ryan johnson did the middle one where no. you know you have hermit luke <clears throat> there was a lot of people that just were like the get off my almost <laughs> they get off my lawn with star wars
1: right
0: and some of the times when I was feeling annoyed watching Scream 6, a part of me wondered if it's like now, now we've finally hit a point in a different franchise where I'm the get off my lawn. Because I've seen a lot of the younger wave of critics really love it. And, oh, it's an incredible return. And I'm like, this is reductive. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just because I'm getting old or what. But it, I have thought I- about it.
1: I I don't think so. I just think there's a line that people were really positive on the new scream when it came out as well. And I, I just can't stand that movie. Like, I'm sorry. So,
0: well, the, the thing is, I'm sure we're going to get a seven here pretty soon. I honestly, it's
1: been been greenlit already.
0: I hope that we get different writers, Mm -hmm. but also I would kind of be happy if they let legacy
1: characters go all together
0: mm mm-hmm. that's just yeah i'm, I'm cool with
1: the core four i agree and i think it'd be nice I, I, I sure characters. buying
0: into that
1: well um, they have a name now what are you gonna do be try and be counter-cultural and not use the term that was handed up because then you're doing a thing so it's like oh uh, you have to
0: <laughs> that i i, may, I am wondering if, if they'll ingratiate kirby back in I think they might
1: i i hope they do i like the idea that you take the the dewey character and you turn them into the savvy film critic yeah like i want them to play with that more i think that was a huge missed opportunity where they she was sitting next to randy's uncle and they're they're going back and forth on these like film opinions some even more recent and like that idea that they can be sitting in a room and they can have a very serious police discussion on what the appropriate procedure is but also wink wink have a sort of film discussion about like why would someone be doing this if it has to do with movies and that can all like be earned in one character i really like that i would like to see <laughs> well, that. that's the that thing There,
0: me. with the, the exception of sam they're almost all f- Film nerds now because if you yeah. think about back to you know when Jenna Ortega answers the phone the first time her answer about horror movies that was actually one of the only lines where I kind of laughed in Scream 5 is what, after she 86 is the dude she's like I still prefer the Babadook
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> well that'll do it for this week Uh many of you are probably going to be turning it over to the Oscars which take off I believe in just about 35 minutes uh bringing to end what feels like the most interminable award season that we've had maybe that's just because i've been dealing with award season since october it's been like
1: it's six- been a huge even just sitting on kind of the sidelines of it it's been something else this year with people <sighs> following things across multiple awards and what that means for the next I ones
0: mean, everything everywhere all at once has literally been out for a year yeah one year it made it south by southwest debut a year ago yeah um so i thought i would ask you do you have a pick
1: that you think is going to win best picture tonight who see the thing is i don't know what all is nominated under what category for sure
0: so the best picture nominees triangle of sadness tar elvis all quiet on the western front Everything Everywhere All at Once, Avatar, The Way of Water. I'm gonna forget something. The Fablemans, Women Talking, Top Gun Maverick. Ooh, I totally did.
1: That's a lot me. of. Um,
0: the Banshees of Sharon, There's 10. Oh,
1: wow. There's a full 10. Okay.
0: I knew I was gonna forget something. Thankfully, I didn't.
1: So the ones that feel like the Oscar bait picks are the Fablemans and All Quiet on the Western Front. But I'd like to see it go probably to everything, everywhere, all at once, just because of the amount of emotion and imagination and the, like the the sheer display of different types of filmmaking. I feel like if you're going to have a movie that showcases what is a movie and you had to pick one and somebody had like never seen a movie before, which one are you going to pick out of that to show people an experience? I'd probably pick that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I, Everything Everywhere All at Once was the leading nominee getter, I believe, with 11. <clears throat> I think it is going to win Best Picture. I think it's going to win Best Director, Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actor, too. But <clears throat> we will find out in about a half an hour, and probably in about three hours, Ricky and I will be on live for the last half hour of the Oscars, where um, – <clears throat> i i don't know what will happen if austin butler doesn't win and we're on live. yeah
1: he's just gonna just be depressed and quiet it and might maybe be drinking for time.
0: a while well, yeah it might be just me but i you know i'm excited to see how it shakes out i'm excited for some of the musical numbers we get the musical number from rrr they're gonna do live mm-hmm. uh, which should be a heck of a lot of fun um the marketing for it has been fun i hope jimmy kimmel is is fun i'm yeah. I'm holding that home. Uh next week uh we will be back looking at Shazam, the Fury of the Gods, and the demise, the soon-to-be demise of the Snyderverse DCEU. We will look mm-hmm. back at the DCEU we have, the Uh, oddly couple of films we're still getting that they want you to get hyped for even though they're going to be meaningless for the continuation of a universe Uh, and all that fun and then eric and i will be off on march 26th but back on april 2nd so that just gives you a snapshot of our schedule but until then go out there watch some slashings